Hello, I'm Sifa and welcome to Live Truth. Here we discuss what it looks like to live a life based off of the truth of God's word, how to live it out and the obstacles that come with it. On this episode, I'll be speaking on how the things we choose to indulge in and the condition of our hearts influence the way that we do life. So for such a long time in my life, I struggled with anxiety, comparing myself to people, low self-esteem, and the list goes on. It was such a dilemma in my heart because I knew that this wasn't something that God wanted for me, and I knew it was something I could overcome, but how? And, you know, in some instances in life, the reason we may be experiencing certain emotions, getting certain outcomes in life, it's because of the things we choose to consume every day and the patterns we allow in our thought life that we may have developed without realizing it. These things can hinder us from allowing God's word to flourish within our hearts and to ultimately transform our lives. And everything that I'll be speaking about today is based off of the word because the word of God is the truth and everything we believe or think should be in alignment with the word of God. And if it isn't, then that is not the truth. So in Galatians 6 verses 7 to 8, Paul writes, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from their flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. And when I read the scripture, I get the reassurance that if I continue sowing the good seeds that God has called me to sow, I will reap it when the harvest is ready. And all I can do is continue sowing and it will be God that will bring the increase. And secondly, it also pushes me to think, what is it in my life that I've been sowing? And I love how the message version puts it. It says, the person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds. All he'll have to show for his life is weeds. But the one who plants in response to God, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him, harvests a crop of real life, eternal life. And the question here that I want to ask you guys is, Are you living just to please yourself or are you living a life that is in response to the spirit? And I believe it even pushes us to even question what is the condition of our hearts? Are our hearts truly surrendered to God, ready to receive his truth and to allow it to do the good work within our hearts? In Luke 8, Jesus presents a parable of a farmer that is scattering seeds. And I'm not going to read the whole story, but in verse 4 to 8, Jesus presents four different conditions that these seeds have fallen onto. Some seeds fell on the footpath and birds ate it, some among rocks that died because of a lack of moisture, some fell among the thorns and choked up the seed, and some fell on fertile soil. And if we fast forward to verses 11 to 15, and I want to read it for us, Jesus says, This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no roots. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. 
But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart, who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. And I want us to focus on the last three. And I just have two questions for you. What are you sowing in your life that is allowing your soil to be filled with weeds and thorns? And secondly, what is the condition of your soil? So let us focus on the first question. So I'm not a person that likes gardening. I remember when my mom started planting vegetables in our garden. I really had no interest in my heart to assist her at all. And even now, my sister is a plant mom and I don't get it, but it's beautiful getting to see her tend and care for her plants. So with that being said, I had to do some research on plants and weeds. And I found out some really interesting stuff. It may not interest you, but it was a light bulb moment for me. And I read something in this one blog and it really made me think. The writer wrote, the difference between a weed and a flower might be nothing more than whether or not the plant is wanted in the garden. Could it be possible that in some instances we may be sowing seeds that are producing weeds in our hearts because we may accept them in our lives or because we don't realize that they are weeds? In the beginning, I mentioned that I struggled with anxiety and this was since high school until last year. I would struggle with anxiety attacks and there were many different reasons for them but one of them was that one of my foundational truths was that I was living um, to try be the best you know um, if I wasn't good at something then I felt like I wasn't valued by people and yeah I just didn't feel good enough and when I got to university that only got worse because my courses were challenging I was struggling sometimes and um, yeah it really took a toll on me and this was because my identity was rooted in what I did instead of realizing that simply being a child of God is literally the best thing you know and that I don't have to prove myself to anyone and getting to that place of realizing that one of my triggers for like my anxiety attacks and everything um it was a lot of work you know um like it had to involve going back to certain memories trying to figure out why I thought in certain ways and um yeah and just replacing the lie with the truth but it ultimately was through surrendering to God and I love in the passion translation in Psalm 139 verses 23 to 24 David says God I invite your searching gaze into my heart examine me through and through find out everything that may be hidden with me Put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares. See if there is any path of pain I'm walking on and lead me back to your glorious everlasting ways, the path that brings me back to you. And I believe this is the approach that we should be taking in life, not relying on how we feel or the things that we are doing to determine whether our hearts are clean or in the right space, but realizing and accepting that only God knows really what is going on in our hearts. From a place of surrender and humility, asking God to search our hearts and to reveal to us the different things in our lives that are leading us to plant weeds in our hearts or causing us pain. And now when God reveals those things to us, we have to also choose to not entertain the things that are not helping us to be fruitful, to repent and turn towards God. And in my own instance, it was being aware of what I was consuming, how much time I was spending on social media, the type of conversations I was indulging in or the series I was watching and questioning, is this actually good for me? Because at the end of the day, they will have an effect on my life. So as I continued 
my journey of getting more knowledge about gardening. I also found out that weeds can actually tell you what the condition of your soil is like. For example, there's a weed called yarrow, and if they're appearing in your garden, it's an indication of deteriorating soil quality. This is because it thrives in dry conditions. And that's the same thing with the weeds in our lives. When we are not walking in communion with God, when our hearts are hardened towards him and man, it can cause us to produce weeds. And this is why it's so important for us to guard our hearts as in Proverbs 4.23 says that everything we do flows from it. We need to make sure that our heart's condition allow God's truth to take root in our hearts, that when we indulge in God's truth, that it will be deeply rooted and produce everlasting fruit. And I know for myself that when my heart is not in a good place, it becomes really difficult for me to receive from God. And this can come from offense from what someone had said to me or did to me, leading me to harden my heart towards them. And without realizing it, I'm actually also hardening my heart towards God. The longer you ignore it, the harder your heart gets. And now your heart isn't in a good state to allow God's word to do the work in your heart that it should. But now other horrible weeds are still flourishing. And this sometimes doesn't feel great, especially with offense, because your heart may be wanting to focus on how they're wrong and all the person's faults. And most of the time, it's not always from a place of grace, but it comes from a place of condemnation. And we end up losing God's vision of that person because of our heart. And something that I do always is that, like, I just ask God to give me a soft heart and thick skin so that I can deal with any offense that I may experience. And I can also just tell that even when I start having negative thoughts about myself or others, it's an indication that my heart is not in the right place. And I love the fact that some of my close friends always ask me, how's your heart friend? And it pushes me to pause to think about what I've been allowing to grow in my heart. And I think it's such a good healthy habit we can all cultivate. So if no one's asked you today, I'll ask you, how's your heart? The one thing that I really want to emphasize is that keeping your heart soft and ready to receive God's truth is not something that you can do by yourself, but it is through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. I saw such a good post by Torin Wells and it said that repentance is the decision to do things God's way and the spirit and filling is the power to do things God's way. You are not a slave to your flesh. It doesn't have any power to determine the way that you live. You can cut ties with the lies of, I've always been like this, I've always thought this way so I can change. I love the fact that in Romans 6 verse 13 to 14 it says, and I'm just going to read in the Passion Translation, it says, So then refuse to answer sin's call to surrender your body as a tool for wickedness. Instead, passionately answer God's call to keep yielding your body to him as one who has now experienced resurrection life. You live now for his pleasure, ready to be used for his noble purpose. Remember this, sin will not conquer you, for God already has. You are not governed by law, but governed by the reign of the grace of God. And I just want us to just go through some practical things that can just help us in reaping the truths that we are sowing in our hearts by just meditating and thinking on God's truth. So... The first thing is, what is dominating your thought life? This will help you to show whether your heart is self-focused or spirit-led. Secondly, how often are you reading and meditating on the word? You can't reap anything if you're not sowing. Thirdly, 
literally ask God for help. I love this quote by Mike Bickle and it says, it takes God to love God. We can't live a life surrendered and led by him without him. Ask him to reveal himself to you because as you see more of who he is, you'll see anything else that you are clinging to is nowhere close to being as worthy as God. And fourth, honesty is the best policy. Be honest towards God and yourself. Like, can we actually speak about this thing of not being honest towards God? God knows and sees everything and still loves you. And if you're struggling with being honest towards God and just being free on your relationship, I just pray that like you will experience his love and know who he is so that you can enjoy having a relationship with him. And we'll talk about more of that very soon. And I don't know, guys, like it's, it's so great having a relationship with God. Like I literally speak to God about my crushes. So like if you're not doing that, you're missing out on that. <laughs> um, and then lastly, I just want to ask you again, how's your heart? A young regular checkup on your heart will do the most in the long run. At the end of the day, we will always reap what we sow. And we can rejoice in the promise, knowing that every time we sow God's truths in our lives and the lives of others, that we will reap when the harvest is ready. Let us make sure that we have the type of soil that is well fertilized and cultivated to allow God's word to flourish within our hearts. Let us make sure that we are not living life based off of our own selfish ambitions and emotions, but that in everything we do, we are led by the Spirit, and that requires us to just simply surrender all we are to Him. And from that place, we will begin to think truth, speak truth, and live truth.